You're listening to the Unstoppable Yes You podcast, Start, Run, and Grow series. I'm your host, Curlis Phillip. We've invited seasoned as well as up-and-coming entrepreneurs to share their stories, including the challenges and lessons learned on their journey to building a profitable business. This series is packed with valuable insights for aspiring and struggling entrepreneurs. In this episode, I'm speaking with Garen Sproul, CEO of Clean Slate Janitorial Service in Orlando, Florida. One night while out dining with his wife, the St. Thomas native and author of Fast Track Your Calling got the idea for his commercial cleaning service business. This venture has taken Garen on a journey of self-actualization. Welcome to the Unstoppable Yes You podcast, Garen. Thank you for having Tell us about that date night with your wife that sparked your business idea. Yeah, thanks for that question. So I was out with my wife and, well, I'll say this. In the beginning, I was searching. I was, I was very frustrated with my current position, my current job. So my mind was open to everything that was happening around me. So at this one particular night, I'm out with my wife and we see this gentleman. He's wiping down the table. And typically, when I see someone doing some act of service for me, I would take the time to say, thank you. So I paused and I waited. And he wiped down the table and then he moved on from that table onto another. But before he got to the next table, I said, excuse me, sir. Thank you. And he looks at me with this, you know, weird look on his face. And he's like, well, why would you tell me thank you? I said, well, you didn't just wipe down the table. You actually prepared a place for my wife and I to have dinner. And I appreciate that. So thank you. And he looks at me, he smiles, and he says, well, did I do all of that for you? And I said, yeah, you did. And he took off to another table with a smile on his face, and he started wiping it down and shifting the the plates and moving things around. And the joy that he had on his face, it, it caused me to have goosebumps. And from there, I turned to my wife and I said, I think I want to do that again. And from there, that prompted me to quit my job and become a janitor. I mean, service is really key. As a matter of fact, for me, it's it's just as important as an amazing meal when I'm out dining. How did you know you had the right idea? So I didn't. That was one time that I really paid attention to my body and the way that I res- it responded. And I felt chills. Again, I was really open and I was just hoping for something to spark something within me. And that that did. Now, people will ask me, well, why did you quit your job and become a janitor? Why didn't you just open up a business? You see, I wanted to understand exactly what this guy was feeling. I wanted to know why he looked the way that he looked and what transpired when he heard the words, thank you. So I did the unthinkable of, you know, taking such a jump, but I wanted to experience it for myself. And that way, I believe that I would be a better leader. I'd be a better, uh, I'd be more compassionate a person fully understanding their plight. What was your initial investment in your business? Great question. $500, just over 500. I had my neighbor who was a tax accountant. He helped me to, to, you know, get my business registered. Um, he did that for free. I purchased my first backpack vacuum and bucket, some rags some white t- terry cloth, some fabuloso. I went really basic on this one. And, and, um, just a few more things, but it, it all amounted to about 500, no more than 550. 
How did you start to build momentum and grow your business? I'm a six foot four black guy, bald head. At the time, I had a goatee. So I wasn't necessarily the most welcoming figure <laughs> from the standpoint of coming to clean your place, you know? Um, so it was really challenging. Um, people would see me, you know, I'd walk up to them. I wasn't, I was dressed in a polo and, and khaki pants. And they would often ask me, you're coming to clean my house or you're coming to clean my place. And I'm like, yeah. And they would say, you don't look like a janitor. And I would ask them, well, what does a janitor look like? And we had that dialogue, that exchange, but eventually people started to trust me or listen to my words versus this big stature that was standing in front of them. Um, when it came to my first few clients, I started to first work with a contractor, a local contractor who would get the jobs and then they would give them to local cleaning companies, mom and pop cleaning companies. I got a few from them and that was really, really tough because they were taking a great deal of a percentage. And um, one opportunity I had was when I went out and I was trying to get pick up new clients and, and everyone was slamming the door in my face. I saw the UPS guy come to the same company that had just slammed the door in my face. And as he opened up the door, everyone inside like lit up. They started smiling and saying, hey, I'm glad you're here. And I'm looking at this exchange. I'm saying they just slammed the door in my face, but they opened the door welcoming to this guy. Well, I can't be a UPS driver. And at that same time, I was thinking that Courier Express passed by someone driving a Courier Express car. And I saw Courier Express. Maybe I can become a courier. So I called them up, got a job with them the following day, and I became a courier. And that allowed me to go in and out of businesses and people were welcoming me. That's all I needed for me to be able to introduce myself and give them a business card. That's what I call tenacity, my friend. What a great strategy. So did it work? It did. I got my first five clients that way. And then I quit Courier Express and began to build momentum from there. So yeah, I did. At what point in your business journey did you decide to hire a team? I would say I was working for probably four to five years by myself. And I met a lady who was Jamaican. And she had a cleaning company and she had employees. And as we sat down and we talked, we recognized that we had similar goals, similar feelings towards people, service, the whole nine. So I asked her, I said, well, are you looking for more business? And she said, yeah, absolutely. I felt I had created enough momentum where I felt confident going out and meeting new people and trying to drum up more business. So I said, okay, what if I went out and I got the business and then your team delivered on it, and then we split the the profits. We talked about it, we negotiated it, and we took the step. And we worked together for a number of years until that relationship somewhat soured, and I had the opportunity to hire most of her employees, the ones that she let go. How do you keep your team motivated? So while I was working with them as a contractor, I would always check in on the team. I love people. Just point blank, I love people. So I would always check in on the team to see how they're doing. And I would oftentimes see them, you know, their eyes were bloodshot red. You know, their veins were popping from their head. They just didn't seem happy. So I was always asking the, the owner of the company, hey, is your team okay? Like, are, are things okay? 
And she would oftentimes say, yeah, everybody's good. Everything is good, Garen. And like, it just doesn't seem that way. So I would kind of like touch base with them on the side and, you know, just check on them to see how things are going. High five them when I saw them. I couldn't really direct them because they weren't my employees. They were her employees. But I built a relationship with them as best as I could, um, respecting her relationship. The reason why the relationship soured, she was not delivering in the way that our clients needed. And she got frustrated with me. And she literally um, dropped off all the keys to my account one Monday morning. I had just come from working with her team that night, two, three o'clock in the morning. I had just gotten home. I got up, went into my office at eight o'clock. And there was a nice, beautiful gift bag with all of the keys in there. So she had quit on me and she had fired her employees. When I showed up to one of our largest accounts, there were about 17, 18 of her employees standing outside in the parking lot. And they said, hey, if you would hire us, we'll work for you. Brought tears to my eyes. I took my jacket off. I started, I just looked at them and I said, where do you want me to clean? And they said, what do you mean? You're the boss. I said, "Mm -mm, you're the boss. Where do you need me to clean? And they hesitantly told me and I went and I vacuumed the floors and I mopped floors and I dusted and I went back to them. Where do you need me to go again? And they told me, and I we worked that entire night to get all of those clients cleaned. And from there, um, that was the start of, of building the team. I can truly appreciate servant leaders. I mean, sometimes it's important for employees to see their boss roll up their sleeves and just dive in. Entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. It's, it's a huge undertaking, and it comes with challenges and failures. What are some of your biggest challenges? Well, that that day was, and I and I have it documented. You know, that was one of my greatest challenges and one of my greatest opportunities. You see, before that, I I was afraid to take on employees. Um, I knew that for me to scale, I needed to have a team, but I was afraid of taking on employees. And I had a friend of mine, um, a childhood friend of mine, George Brandy. You know, he once came to me and he said, "Hey." Do you want to be self-employed or do you want to run a business? And I asked him the difference and he said, oh, Garen, let me, let me show you. And when he showed me what it was to have a business, it made everything change. So that, that opportunity, when, when that young lady dropped off all those keys, it gave me the opportunity to step up. Um, I got myself a coach, someone who could train me and help me to, to, to manage a team and through that, that became, again, greatest challenge and greatest opportunity. So, so, so I would say ultimately, Carlos, sometimes the challenges that we run into, they can be the greatest gift ever. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, a lot of small business owners have endured their share of growing pains, but with challenges comes opportunities to learn. You're a solo entrepreneur, and most solo entrepreneurs put everything into their business. How has uh, this journey impacted your relationships? It has helped dramatically, dramatically. Um, you know, I'll start with my wife. You know, her role was so pivotal for us to get to where we are even today. Um, she was patient with me. She trusted me. You know, f- for me to quit a quote-unquote secured position to become a janitor, start from the ground up, um, that takes a lot of courage, a lot of trust in someone. And she, you know, I most recently asked her, you know, like, what were your thoughts? Like, what were you thinking when you said yes to me? And she said, Garen, I wasn't thinking about when 
or if this would fail because I knew you'd work hard. I knew that was in you. I was excited to see what would happen next. So all along, while I was tunnel vision, just grinding, working hard to make sure that I can put food on the table and pay our bills and, and, you know, help with our mortgage and things of that nature, she was watching and looking forward to the next step. And having someone who supports you like that is, is phenomenal because like you said, I mean, business is hard by itself and to, to quit a job and to become a, you know, start from the ground up, that's hard. And we had no investments. You know, we started with the $500, like I mentioned, it's hard, especially when you don't know what you're doing. And, and especially when tomorrow, as much as you plan it, you know, it can go in every direction, having mentors, um, a solid, um, team around you, it, it, it just helps, man. And, and as a result of me taking that risk, many of my friends have taken risks and they're succeeding in their businesses. Now, um, my family back home, they, you know, they lean on me to, to bring business wisdom to add to the projects that we're working on at home. So I tap into my resources up here to then be able to help our family back home um, with decisions that they're making. So it's just been a win-win for, for everyone all around. You've managed to grow Clean Slate Janitorial Service into a successful business. Is running a successful business what you imagined it would be? It is. You know what? It is. <laughs> well, you, oh, that's such an interesting question. And, and it is because, you know, sometimes people get into this, this entrepreneurship journey and they think about the end result. Oh, I can't wait until I have this so I can, I can have freedom. And, but there's, there's so much joy and beauty in the journey, the journey of that challenge that I mentioned to you, you know, and, and then overcoming that and then having to work with people and their, the way that they think. And because I'm a teacher at heart, um, you know, I have to grow in order for me to be able to lead differently. So, so I don't, I don't get a break because I have to grow professionally. I have to grow personally to be a better leader, a better person, an effective leader. And it's necessary when you have a team, um, every single day, you know, people are dependent on you to create opportunities so that they can come to work and earn a living. So you always have to be one step ahead. So when you're getting into this journey, it's not just about the industry that you're in. You really have to take a look at yourself and, and be committed to ongoing growth, you know, and, and be willing to accept the challenges as they come. One thing my coach told me is, he says, Garen, you solve big problems. Just remember that every single day you solve big problems. So if you get a call first thing in the morning and it's a problem, Garen, you solve big problems. So I accept it. And I just think about how can I be more resourceful? How can I have responsibility to, to, to be able to solve today's problems? And if I can't, then I tap into the resources that I have, the networks that I have built. So that means I have to be always adding value to other people's lives so I can build my network. There's so many components to this whole entrepreneurial journey that I, that I hope people recognize before they they jump on it it's really not just about the thing it's the journey it's beautiful a lot of small businesses have been in survival mode because of the 2020 pandemic and we're seeing it drag into 2021 many have gone out of business so how has the pandemic impacted your business 
Back in 2008, 2009, when we were suffering from the real estate downturn, businesses were affected heavily. A lot of my clients went out of business or suspended services and so forth. And during that period, my mentality was to stay focused. Remember, business is hard. So this was just, this was my first challenge. I had started my business in 2006, 2008, 2009 comes around. I had just purchased a home. So I looked at that as being just another challenge, not something that would make me fold. It's just another challenge. So when I saw this problem, I just said, you know, okay, stay focused. Let's go. So I didn't pay attention to the the, the real estate downturn. I, I didn't pay attention to the news. I just kept going out looking for people like I always did. And with this pandemic, I literally tapped into the same mindset that I had back in 2008, 2009. I prayed about things and I went out to work every single day. I became very much grateful for everything that came in. Um, anytime I saw a check, I was grateful to God about it. And I just kept churning. So that's all I've been doing. Um, my wife back then told me, she says, Garen, yeah, we were we were pretty broke. But I saw you working every single day. So today is no different. I just keep working. What advice would you give to an aspiring or struggling entrepreneur? Get ready for, your, for, for the ride of your life. Um, stay committed. Um, focus on building systems from the very beginning. You know, don't don't take all, don't get used to the entire check that comes in. Pay yourself a, a small portion and put the rest into your business. Um, it doesn't matter how small it is. And I know in the beginning things are going to be really tight, and you're going to need that entire check. But if you get used to just paying yourself from it and putting the rest into the business. You will, you will gain confidence, one. You'll gain a different type of tenacity, two. You become very much more courageous and you will go out and you will, you will succeed because you'll know that that entire check isn't mine. I still got to make more money. I still got to work harder. You won't get lazy and, and you won't get complacent because that check is there. Think of that check as being an investment into your employees because you're building a business, not just going about being self-employed. Those are all great points. And, you know, another thing that comes to mind as I think about entrepreneurship is the speed to success and how we define success. And as you know, we are bombarded in the media with famous success stories like Bill Gates and Oprah and even Steve Jobs, right? And some people aspire to be just like them. And I'm sure you've also heard the saying, building a successful business is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So what are your thoughts about this statement? Absolutely. And it goes back to that statement that I made earlier where I said, it's, it's all about the journey. Like I have so much stories and so, so many experiences because of the journey and, and the goals that I've set for myself when I've reached them, they like, I, I haven't gotten like super excited. It's just been like, for me at least, and that could be, that could be a challenge that I have, but it's, it's like excellent. Like I've made it. All right. Next goal. You know, and sometimes we need to pause and enjoy achieving the goals. But the journey, man, is so, it's so beautiful because you learn so much. And as you encounter other people who are experiencing certain challenges, you are better equipped to answer their questions. You're better equipped to, to help, to serve. And that's all part of the journey. You know, it's not just about, you know, your freedom, but it's how can you help others achieve freedom? How can you help others achieve um, the financial goals that they want? You talked about Bill Gates and, and the likes thereof. 
you know, many of us don't aspire to be that big in the game because that that comes with a lot of stress. Um, and we can be successful on different tiers, different levels. Um, once we're happy and we're building the people around us, I mean, in my opinion, that's success too. I feel you on that. I mean, it's really up to the individual to define what success looks like to them in their business. And you can always be successful without being the next Dr. Dre or Mark Zuckerberg. Karen, what's next for you? Yeah, yeah, great question. So so the journey continues, Carlos. It, it really does. I have um, I have most recently written a book, of course, and, and I have started a podcast. And I am working with my brother to... Um, to build a, a fueling station back in the islands. Um, um, I'm working along with other businesses here locally. And I like, I look at my business as being somewhat of a sandbox where people come to, to learn and to play and to grow. Um, I'm a very patient leader. So, um, so I'm investing in other small businesses to help them get up on their feet. So, so, you know, I, I, I love seeing, the, the smiles on people's faces when they succeed at something. So when someone is daring and courageous enough to start a business and they're committed, I, I, I interview them and then I determine whether or not I want to invest my time or any um, finances into them um, to help them to grow. And then, you know, I, I become a fly on the wall of their success. And that brings me a whole ton of joy. It's refreshing to hear that you're reaching back to support new entrepreneurs and helping them to grow their business. Uh, tell us, where can our listeners learn more about your business, your book, and your personal story? Yeah, so our business is cleanslatejan.com. They can jump online and, and find out more about us there from a business standpoint. Uh, my book, it's uh, www.fasttrackyourcalling.com. I am currently revamping my GarenSprav.com um, website, and and they can go on Amazon also to to purchase the book if they'd like. Garen, it was indeed a pleasure. I appreciate you sharing your story with our listeners, and I wish you continued success. Thank you so much, Carlos. I appreciate you. To our listeners, I hope you were able to gain actionable insights that you can use to start, run, and grow your business. To receive new episodes of the Unstoppable Yes You podcast directly in your inbox, subscribe to our mailing list by visiting our website at unstoppableyesu.com. You can also subscribe via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, or Google Podcasts.